Well, here we are. We're Once back. again. You know, I didn't really appreciate that uh, that applause from the fans. It felt kind of uh, half-hearted. That was a pretty weak applause. Right? I feel uh, I feel underappreciated, but, um, you know, I guess it has been a while. And, you know, people get upset when they don't see us. I don't really know what to say about that. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, what else do you have to look forward to than the R&D department? Uh, I know. What uh, what uh, episode is this? 37. Oh, okay. That's more like it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. There we it. go. There, there we, we go. go. Really appreciate it. It is. Oh, okay. Now you guys are just going way too far. It's, it's really not necessary, but thank you. Really appreciate it. Tuesday, May 19th mm-hmm. in the evening, just in case, you know, anything crazy happens yeah, here soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were not aware of it. We were in the past. It's true. <laughs> May nineteenth. Well, is it me or is Memorial Day? I feel like Memorial Day is earlier this year than it usually is. It feels earlier for some reason to me, because we have one more full weekend left in the month after this. Like I feel like we usually go from Memorial Day right into June. You sound very old to I me know. right now because uh, seasons and years and holidays, none of it makes any sense to me. This is true. I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, I guess so. Yeah. I just, I guess because I think of like days off from work or what have you, like I just, it just feels early in the, I guess that's what it is. I guess I'm aligning Memorial Day with where I'm not anymore because the job as I used to have, it doesn't actually exist anymore, but where I, where my brain wants to be in terms of like numbers, right? Like, okay, mm. I have this many weeks left in the month. Like once Memorial Day hits, there's no more days left in the month to sell. Yeah. If we were selling, which we are not. Um, But if we were, we would still have like another week, which would be great. (laughs) But for me, I'm just going, oh, my God, thank you for a holiday. It's been the longest stretch. This stretch after, you know, March, I don't know what the last holiday was, but it's been forever since the last holiday. Mm. Just had week after week after week. I guess I don't feel that because I get bank holidays, which is like just like. I feel like there's like at least one a month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. But we, we just had like the longest stretch of the year without an official holiday. We've almost made it. We just got to get to Memorial Day. So what was the last holiday we had off? Fuck if I know. I will refer to my previous statement. Good Friday. I think. I definitely didn't get Good Friday off. Yeah, that was like the end of April. The people, the people seem to agree. Banking holiday? Mm-hmm. Should be an everything holiday. Because, you know, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to brush up on my Christianity, of which I have none. But I believe Good Friday is, isn't that when he came back? Is that when his body was, I don't know. Fuck if Somebody I know. out there is listening that's religious, and I'm sure they will correct me, and that will Is update. it the end of doing some sort of fast? Mm. Or is it the start? Okay, let's be clear. I guess it means different things for different religions this time period as jesus is different things to different people as god is different things to different people well i say we get into something that we know slightly more than zero about (laughs) i I would like to (laughs) i was talking i was texting with my friend earlier today and this will this will make you laugh the fact that we even had this this text string going back and forth um but i definitely want to talk about the last dance but this is funny yeah, I, I just want to share this. So, uh, 
where the hell is it? Jesus Christ. Oh, man. So many messages. Jesus. Mary and Joseph. Where's the picture, for Christ's sakes? Here we go. All right. There we go. She sent me a picture, some kind of meme, right? And it talks about 2020. And based on what's transpired so far, what we can expect to come. Have you seen this? Okay. January. All of Australia is on fire. Oh, okay. That's pretty weird. February. Kobe dies. Very fucking weird. March. COVID is coming to kill us. Okay. May. Giant murder hornets. I mean... That's and it says you are here, right? Oh, yeah, those are those are Asian hornets and whatever. That's what they're actually called. But anyway, then it gets really crazy. Then it says June underground crab people are discovered and they eat humans. <laughs> July apes with guns on horseback come for the human race, and it goes on and it gets crazier. And I said, well, I have to back it up to March. COVID. Oh, one of them was about UFOs. That was it. It said, mm, uh, yeah. It also said, uh, what else was happening? Anyway, so point of the matter. Oh, well, okay, here we go. Um, April, sorry, sorry, I skipped over April. I went from March to May. April, the economy tanks and UFOs are real. <laughs> True. But I would argue none of those things really, the only new thing before the crab people is COVID. UFOs have always... Yeah, we, we never got to discuss the UFO thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing we kind of feel the same. There's been footage out for years and years of all sorts of different stuff. Like, this isn't anything new. It's not new. That's what I'm saying. So, so when, I, when I got this list from her, I said to her, this is what I retorted. Yeah. I said, I'm going to have to back it up to March because, number one, murder hornets, properly named Asian hornets, were always here. Unknown if they are widespread in the, US, in the USA, evidence currently says no. Do they call them Asian hornets in Asia? Yes. Additionally, that, that is where they are from. That is what they are. It's not a racist thing. Additionally, they generally avoid humans. They are apex insect, they are apex insect predators. So there is a possibility that if they did emerge here, that it could upset the ecosystem. But not a thing. The economy tanking, not new. It's cyclical. Oh, no. This person sent me, a, she sent me a message in the middle of me reading an earlier message, which just ruined everything. Oh, man. Jesus age Christ. Okay. Economy tanking is not new. It's cyclical. UFOs are real. And I know people have lost the original point, but we were talking about Jesus. UFOs are real. This is not news. I've been telling people this since I saw my first ones in 1996. We could talk about that later. Also. There's more evidence to support them prior to April than there is to support the existence of, and this gets to my point of the various gods, God slash Jehovah, Allah, Vishnu. And I even gave a shout out to Zenu. Shout out to the Scientologists listening. So see, I respect everyone equally. And if I left anyone out, put them in the mix too. Everyone's God gets respected on the R&D department. I like it. Gets a shout out. All gods. All gods, right? So anyway, I don't know what Good Friday exactly per se is about. I think I do. I think I'm right. But who knows? Not what this show is about. We're, yeah. we're about verifiable facts on this show. You know, I did do a lot of years in the church. Did you? Obviously did not retain any of it. Oh, they, uh, they, they said that I could not continue uh, going to 
Sunday school okay. or something. I went on Wednesday nights, though. It was called something else. CCD. 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 I never went to CCD, but a lot of my friends did. Yeah, the priest was like, yeah, you can't keep going to CCD if your father is going to stay Lutheran. And uh, we, we just can't have that. You can't have that in your marriage. And my dad doesn't give a shit about any. Or, I mean, maybe he does. I don't want to speak for him, but he is not practicing ever. Well, it doesn't matter. So they took me out. Anyways, that was a really boring story. That seems like a heavy-handed move just for a different... I mean, it's still yeah. Christianity, right? Yes. It's still, like, under the umbrella. I mean, I could see if, like, they were like, uh, David, we need to speak to you. Turns out your dad is associated with the crab people. <laughs> You'd be like, what? The crab people? What? What are you, what the, what are you talking about? How do yes, I David, there's a... Species, if you will, a humanoid race of crab people currently living where else at the bottom of the ocean. But they have designs on coming to the surface and they have surface dwellers who consort with them. Your father is one of those surface dwellers, David, and therefore we can no longer have you in CCD class. That would make more sense to me than, oh, he's Lutheran? And you're... Oh, you can't come here. Like, that's just, it's just, it just further proves the point that this is nonsense. Sorry. Anyway. You know, this, are you sure the crab people thing isn't real? That, that sounded pretty real. You know, you, you, you gave me a story. You, you gave me facts. Well, uh, crab people must be real. Don't, you better not I mean, tell that's me they're what they're saying. I mean, that's what they're saying. That's what people that's what are saying. saying. That's people what they're saying. saying. People okay. are saying it. Must be people true. People are saying it, obviously. You just Google it. You just nah, hop on your Google that machine. Takes, takes too Look much up work. the crap, people. Too much work. You know what I mean? This is it's a crazy world out there. There's a lot going on. Soon Godzilla will be awake. <laughs> if we continue on the trajectory that we are going on, Godzilla will wake up. Mothra is coming without... Beyond a shadow of a doubt, Mothra is coming. Mothra is all about the Earth, right? If you want to get into... I have you know, no idea who Mothra is. Oh my good God almighty, where have you been? Mothra is one of the titans. So you have Godzilla, you have Mothra, you have... Is there a big that... robot guy? No, that would be a big robot, not a titan. Wasn't there a big robot guy that fought Godzilla, or is that in That a... was Mechazilla. That was a robot Godzilla developed by somebody to take on Godzilla. That's right. It's obviously a bad idea. Yeah. But there are other titans. There is... Uh... His name escapes me, but there is a three-headed dragon, which is scary as fuck. <laughs> I mean, if, if dragons were real, one. yeah, yeah, that's a titan. Okay. Mothra is like a huge butterfly or moth or Sounds whatever, weak. something like that. It does, right? Shh. Kind of sort of is. Get out of here. It doesn't spit fire. Swat a moth. No electricity. Nada. But, but can spin a mean silk something to wrap things up in something and, and hinder their movement. So. I see. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so we don't want to wake up the Titans. No, absolutely not. Because people are fucking around. Godzilla know. would wreck shop. Listen, Godzilla, the Kraken, the actual Kraken, not your boy, Greg Hardy. You know he called himself the Kraken, right? Did you know that? I, I just watched his <laughs> fight, but uh, I don't know I if he doesn't. I don't know if he does in MMA, but when he was a defensive end, he would refer to him. He was he was the Kraken. Yeah, I can see that defensive end. Nice. Nice one, buddy. Yeah. Um, 
So, all right. That's what's happening. Careful. Careful, Careful. guys. Now, Worship your gods. Now, this is not a diss to anyone. I am simply expressing what I think and feel is the case. If we're not careful, Titans are waking up. Godzilla's coming back. Cats and dogs living together. Not named Billy and Honey. Up is down. Down is up. Left is right. It doesn't matter anymore. Because really, what I think is happening, what really in my gut, what I feel is going on, this is all big, one big hologram anyway. Think of the Hunger, Hunger Games. It's a holodeck. None of this is actually real. We're all asleep somewhere else in the tube plugged into kind of sort of like the Matrix, but not the Matrix. We're all somewhere else. It's all a goof. So they just probed this coronavirus in, you know, because human beings need to suffer, right? Like without a certain amount of suffering, the program will crash because our minds are surfing. Our minds are searching for suffering. Yeah. So... You know what I mean? Um, that's 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 what I think is happening, because we cannot exist without some sort of counter to misery. It can't be all good. The system had to develop something to scare us, because things were just too damn good under Trump. It was too good. It was too good. The company, the the economy was going too, it was running too hot. And not to mention. And Not just cool America, the entire world was doing great because yeah. of Trump. Yeah, so we had to cool it off. Yep. Yes, the deep state. So, um, but yeah, that's what I think. The computer holodeck, whatever's controlling this thing, decided to send that in and, uh, and infect our system with a virus called the coronavirus. Don't worry, it's going off soon. I know, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? It really gets under your it's skin. Not... <laughs> it is going kind of long. Okay. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> so anyway, that's what happens. The coronavirus, it gets into All right. the system. <laughs> well, enough coronavirus. Okay. Time for the last dance, buddy. Man, we have not great... discussed this. So, so you have not seen the 30 for 30 documentary called uh, O.J. Simpson Made in America, correct? You have not seen that? Nope. Okay. Outstanding documentary. Maybe the best one I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a ton of documentaries. I'm sure other folks have seen more, but I've seen a fair amount. Some really good ones. And that one might be the best. Last Dance is on par with that. Yeah. Fantastic. It was really good. I'm curious to know what you... So being that you didn't really necessarily grow up with all that, right? Like you didn't see all that... What is your takeaway of like what you, what you thought Jordan was before that and after that? Like, has anything changed? Was anything confirmed? Did it? Well, so first I want to point out before I tell you how I feel about it and how it's changed my mind. Um, even though it was ten episodes and ten hours and all this time, trying to put a guy's entire career. Oh yeah into that no. is just absolutely impossible no. right no. like they didn't highlight a single regular season game they couldn't no they problem. passed over 82 games of every single season to focus on like nine other games of that season and there's just so much missed so right much. and 
sort of the best metaphor I have for uh, describing how it felt watching it. Mm -hmm. It was like the most delicious morsel of steak or like the most delicious uh, piece of fresh, fresh tuna. It's so delicious. It's so amazing. But at the same time, it melts away in your mouth so quickly and it's just gone. Each one of those episodes felt like two minutes. It was enthralling and amazing. And as for how it made me feel, or perhaps changed anything, I don't, I don't think it so much changed me as informed me. And this is what I was thirsty for, right? I've, I've always said to you that I wish I could go back to that time and sit down and watch a Tuesday night regular season game to have an idea of what Jordan was like. And if anything, that's what I'm sad I didn't get out of the documentary. It's like, I just want to be able to watch 20 of his games throughout the regular season in, in 92. I think that would be so informing. That's what I've been able to do with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did get out of the documentary and what did inform me was those feelings, right? This is what always comes into the, the LeBron versus Jordan debate is just like, you had to be there. You, this guy is one of a kind. He changed the game. He changed the game, at, you know, across the entire world. And he was amazing in so many different ways, not just on the court, but extremely personable, yet also private off the court and very funny. Yeah, it was, it was an experience and that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to experience that whole Jordan craziness and it, it, it got that. Good, good. Uh, I, I, I felt a bit of it too. I felt a bit of you know, felt like when you, when, when the game, especially the playoff games, especially the playoff games. Um, no, and, and I'm glad they focused on those because that's when men are made. That's, yeah. that's why Giannis, fuck Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe he's back-to-back MVP, but he hasn't done shit in the playoffs. He hasn't done fucking anything but disappeared. Well, you know there are other Michael Jordan documentaries. So if you watch some of those, like I watch that and I'm like, okay, there's like, I know for a fact there's certain things they didn't show and certain stories they didn't tell. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, and some, we got really, some new so, ones. Out some of really, it some really good ones. Um, they didn't even touch, which would be great to see. They could probably just do, they could probably do, I would think a four hour piece on that. Just Michael Jordan versus the Knicks and oh, Jeff yeah. Van Gundy. Yeah. Like that was, <laughs> that was fantastic. And they could probably do a whole thing just on, Jordan and the Pacers, because that, that was also fantastic. Like, they they just scratched the surface of the way he and Reggie Miller used to go at it. They didn't even touch him and John Starks. Oh, my God, the battles these guys used to have. So there's so much to it that they could um, have done, but it, it's good that you got that. Yeah. I, I, think that I think my favorite thing about it was, one, um, So it's interesting um, to have seen that at the same time that I happened to be reading uh, Outliers. Because it was impossible for me not to kind of think of that as I was watching it. And what... I haven't put that, put it in that framework. Yeah, and like what drove him. Because one of the, one of the burning questions in my mind for as long as I can remember is, was around Michael Jordan. Like, why... 
Yeah, why was did it? he have this unique He's, drive? Why above was he everyone so else? dominant? Yeah. No, it wasn't like you knew that there was drive. Like you knew that there was drive. Like this is something that everyone always knew. Like you can't have these things without the drive, right? And I would gander to say the people that don't know him personally, obviously the people who know him personally know this about him. But to know the degree to which he allowed himself to take so many things personally is interesting because, one, I never connected that that was his source of power. And I would have never connected that till I saw this. But number well, two, I always suspected that was the case. But because it was a different era back then, like he knew how to not lead with that in the public eye, right? Like if you could re if you could turn back the clock at that time, the average spectator of the sport, me as a child, kids watching all over the world, may not have realized the degree to which Michael Jordan was a shit talker. The degree to which like how extraordinarily confident he actually was like actually referred to him as black self as black jesus like like exactly. he knew he exactly. was going to shit on you it yep. didn't matter yep um to know to the that to that nth degree like you knew it was there but to know that it was to that degree and not only that but um so in all that time nobody came out with this with a similar level of chip and they had a that's amazing because I there's a part of that about him that I identify with myself. Actually, one of the things that I, I walked away from that was, um, man, I wish I was encouraged to take things more personally and not encouraged not to. I wish that in some ways those around me, because what was around me was, no, don't, you know, don't let things. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the conventional wisdom, exactly. right? And so I found I, I have found quite honestly a lot of my life battling that battling that feeling inside of me back, and I wish now that I hadn't. I wish I would have yeah. let that drive me more. I spent so much time trying to manage it, right? Yeah, he just he seems, and I don't know where he got this, but he seems to have mastered his his mental in in a weird way. He. I, the part I loved was when they talked about how he's always in the moment. No matter where he is, what he's doing, he is more in that moment than anyone else in the world. He has such a unique control of his mentality and what he's thinking what he and does, how he's feeling. He chooses what to take personal is what I'm getting at. Yes, yes, yes. That's exactly right. He, that's he, what's amazing. He was even, but that's the thing. That's the, this is the part that I identify with him with, right? Whatever you call that in the person that tends to take things personally. And we all do. But some people take things, like when, historically in my life, when I take things personally, it will drive me to do insane things. To take things to extremes. I don't know if everyone's like that, but for me, Absol pers I mean, yeah. personal slights drive me, which is why I tried to learn to keep them, exactly, because you do dumb aside. shit when you're crazy. It, it will drive, right? So, um, but... He channeled it in the exact but correct he was way. Able, well, not only that, but he was able to manifest it. He was. It was to the point where he was able to manifest personal slights that weren't there and not have it be destructive. 
I guess that's what it is, yeah. right? Like he was able to gin that up inside of him. Like never at any point was it like I'm the man, I'm the man. It was like I'm the man, and you don't think I'm the man. So I'm yeah. gonna prove it to you again and again and again and again and again. And you still don't even his his retirement speech or his uh, actually Hall of Fame induction speech makes so much sense now. Yes, right? Like oh, yeah. it, it just of he just course. shit on him. He yeah. shit on everyone because and was that's, like, I'm better that's than all of you. who he is. That is yeah. never going to go anywhere. And yeah. I fucking admire that so much about him. So so one thing I came away really uh, thinking about was I can't I don't know if I can imagine how much it hurts him that he never had that chance to go for the seventh. I was thinking about that this it, morning. Yeah. I was like, thinking about that this morning. When you like, saw that at the end, yeah. he really says it hurts like hell. Or he says something to that that effect that, it oh my him. God, it it's going to bother him. He's going to be on his last day on earth thinking about that. It's gonna, and and I that, feel terrible for him for that. Um, but at I the same feel, time, maybe, I don't feel terrible maybe for he does a good job of, I don't of feel, handling it. I don't feel terrible for him for that. You know why? Because that is going to be always what he thought. It wouldn't have mattered if they would have won seven. It wouldn't have mattered if it was eight. Whenever that team broke up, he would have walked away like we could have got another one because that's who he is. Yeah, but but to push back on that a little bit, it could have ended differently and in such, in, in, not in such a uh, unanswered way. Certainly. No, no, no. I, you know? I, 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 like, no, yeah, I hear I you. I hear you. That. Yeah. I don't know about that. I yeah. think that they lose in the conference finals in 98 without, or in 99, they go and they lose in the conference finals because they didn't have Scotty. And then, and then they all break up and Jordan goes, no, I, it's, he's still eat, eat, going to be eaten up by it because he didn't more win so. the championship. More so. More so. See, more I disagree. So. No, 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 no. I, this, I definitely there disagree. Is a, there is a specific, now I realize, now I realize with full clarity, there is a reason why they went undefeated in the finals. And the, there is a reason that is probably unlikely to happen again. With that many finals appearances and not losing one game or losing one of those series, that probably won't happen again because of the uniqueness of who he is. So if they would have, think about that, if they would have actually lost one, he was driven by them winning with them. If they would have actually lost one, he would have lost his mind. I think, I think that's a different answer to a different question. I think... Uh, Yes, he would have been more motivated coming back from that. Yeah. But as far as going the rest, the next 40 years of his life, the not knowing is going to eat him up more than trying and failing. Oh, well, uh, sure. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's definitely. the point I was, I was trying to make. Like, definitely. this is, it, but, it eats him up. But I don't, but there would be, my point is there would ne- there is no scenario where whatever the outcome is wouldn't eat him up. That's my well, argument. Well, yeah, but but I think there's degrees to it, man. Like Kobe went and had an entire season, rest in peace, uh, had an entire season where it just didn't fucking matter because the team sucked and he was broken down and he had already yeah, tore his Achilles twice. Yeah, and like, but Kobe it, it, it is wasn't, not Michael Jordan. It wasn't Kobe and Paul Gasol winning their last championship Kobe's and then Michael breaking Jordan. up and retiring. Kobe's not Michael Jordan. He's the closest thing too, but it, he's not Michael Jordan. Well, no, but I'm done. Anyways, anyway, uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I love that part about how he's he's able to be in the moment, though. I feel like that's a big thing and something we lose today. In that it's it's a daily battle 
I think a lot of us have that there's so many distractions. There's so much around. I I think for me, what I think when I when I when I heard that, that made sense to me because I think that because, yes, it's in the moment, but I think it's because he's kind of sort of always proving something. Like that's that's his modus operandi, right? Yeah, his modus operandi. And that just puts you in the moment. Because if he's walking, he's like, boop, 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 <laughs> got the game, right? Like, he's not worried about the game. He's worried about what he's about to go do because whatever he's about to go do, in some way, shape, or form, connects to the game, right? So he's not a person that's thinking, he's thinking about, what do I need to do right now? Because right now, in this very moment, I need to be proving to the world that I'm the shit. Or I need to be proving to someone something right now. It didn't matter. That's why he was so competitive. Mike, I bet you, Mike, I bet you, I can throw that ball. No, you can't. No, you can't. And you, you could easily exactly. start a competition with this guy like that anything. over anything. He would have to prove it to you. It's, it's something. I, it's, it's in everyone, but to that degree. Yeah. And it's not. Um, it's interesting because also I was compelled to to compare it to Trump's mentality. And watching this too. Cause he's got he's like a perverted version of it, right? Like he doesn't he can't lose too, and he doesn't want to lose too, but he's also too privileged and too much of an asshole to work for. Yes. So he just cheats. It's weird. He just cheats. Yeah. Jordan can never live with cheating. No. Right? He would have to go figure out how to beat your ass and he won't rest until he does. Trump will will it's good enough for him that the outcome looks like he won. I read an article that talked about, um, is it Tariko? Yeah, I think Tariko just did an interview with him, right? Yeah, Tariko again. Tariko did a phone thing with Trump. And No shit. Yeah, and, and uh, I don't know if you know who Rick Riley is. Sports writer, yeah. golf specialist. So he wrote a book about how Trump cheats in golf. Like The book is just about all of Trump's golf cheating his entire life. Hilarious. Which doesn't make sense because he's actually a scratch golfer. Yeah. He actually doesn't need to cheat. He's pretty, apparently, he's pretty good. But he'll kick the ball into a better spot. if he So, Tariko is talking to him, and Tariko says something. I have to find this uh, this article. But there's a story in Riley's book where Tariko and Trump and some other people are playing golf at Trump's course. And Tariko thought he was like, you know, damn near eagle to things like 10 feet from the pen, like on a par four. Like, he was like, like couldn't believe it. And they get to the hole, and he, like, can't find his ball. His ball's like, oh, what the fuck? So his ball's in the dish somewhere. Later on, Trump's caddy comes to Tariko and tells him that Trump told him to, to put the ball into the pit. And Tariko said, like, some backdoor, you know, inside comment the other day while they were on the, on, on the phone during the interview. Oh my God! A positive thing about Trump? No, no, not a positive thing. Oh, he kicked Tariko's ball. He kicked Tariko's ball. He I don't know why Tariko's ball. I, I heard that as Trump was balling, what? And, and he was like, no. "Yeah, Caddy, just kick no, it off." No, he gets fake magazine covers up that says that he was man of the year. I don't year. know why I went the positive no, way. On that. No, 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 no. So Tariko actually did hit the ball like <laughs> ten feet from the pin on the par four, and there's like. <laughs> Okay. So that's funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, I I want to mention. So that's also I just think that's interesting too because there's a part of that, the root of that is this is similar, right? 
but then they just very similar but it diverges like wildly which is insane just this last thing with regards to outliers Mm, please so the thing and i think that this is part of it the thing that's interesting and my mother even told me something interesting too and i was like huh she didn't know that she gave me insight to something with my father and i said huh and i think that um there's an uh, there's an element i'm sure there's an element of that in all families when there's you know a big family and you know brothers and brothers and all that kinds of stuff um but i could see and understand how in the south that manifests differently than other places my dad's from the south yeah like farm country south like uh tobacco farms and that that it, it 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 competition there salt of the earth manifests itself differently because i think probably there's not a lot of else going on there's not a lot of distraction but that whatever's happening right like you know my brother and i growing up you know it wasn't super competitive. I mean, we're five years apart. We're, we're more like friends and competitors. I don't think that it was like that. But there were certain things that we can compete with. But it was hard because I was five years older than he was, right? So, but yeah, you know, there's not going to be a yeah, whole you're lot. Not running around together. But if, even if we were, you know, if I was playing football, maybe he could go play soccer, right? In the South, especially not back in the day. No, no. your choices were limited. So I can see, and then you start talking about the group dynamics of a big family. And then you start talking about, you know... Extreme the, competitiveness comes out of that. Yeah, and then you start talking about, you know, the very... Um, the mentality of that time period, going up in that time period. Like, Jordan is... Uh, I'm trying to think. He's obviously younger than my father, but obviously older than me. So his father, Jordan's father, is probably was, was probably around my grandfather's age, I would guess. Yeah, right? there, there's a fantastic article on ESPN I, I meant to read today. I got a couple of paragraphs in, but apparently his family goes back generations uh, in that area. It's probably similar, right? And so it's evident in me to a lesser degree because of all the influences that I've had and growing up in the city and all these things, but there's still very much parts of me that are a byproduct of my father and my father's a byproduct of a very harsh upbringing let's make no bones about it you know what i mean like a very harsh upbringing like they live in the house that they built they didn't go shop around for a house right like that wasn't a thing when they needed eggs they would you know what i mean like and it wasn't like my grandfather wasn't like suggesting that they go do that shit and there was 13 children and you know Thirteen. Man. Just, just start piling on the. And again, this is where I start thinking about Gladwell's book. All the circumstances surrounding a person's particular outcomes. And so, um, there's an element to that, and and I bet you there's a, a bunch of people out there that that felt that same thing. They're like, uh huh, that completely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you if you think about it in that Especially way. Especially if you have brothers or sisters, unlike mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just, it was just, uh, it was also emotional in a way that I didn't expect. I mean, that part was fantastic. I mean, you know, every time I saw him speak, I was like, this, I want to fucking give this dude a hug. 
I want to give this to the hook. I mean, I was like, I can see how people are probably cringing at some of the things he's saying right now, but he's fucking so right. And oh, he's yeah. So spot on. I, I'm not, I, I want to say it was tough to disagree with anything he said at any point, you know? It wasn't all, you know, unicorns and fruit roll ups. Yeah. But like, like the, the part where Reinsdorf was bullshitting his way through, uh, you know, his reasons for breaking up the team. And mm-hmm. like a lot of people took that as really serious. Like, oh, Reinsdorf finally gave us his reasoning. I was kind of cackling already. I'm like, this sounds like bullshit. It's bullshit. Jordan's call it out. And Jordan's just like, called it out. This Jordan's bullshit. like, he takes a deep breath and he's like, let's he, go back to the beginning. That's right. He didn't have to say that. He said even if they win 82 games that Phil Jackson was going, okay, it's done. It's done. It's done. You're not going to turn around and come back. I yeah. posted something. I said something the other day because I said, fucking people don't realize this about life. And the particular person who you and I know, I know very well, who remain nameless, but we all know I'm talking about, never realized this. Once you say something, once it's out there, you can't take it back. You can't put toothpaste back into a tube. You can't make a person... You could, you could apologize and you can do all these things. You cannot make a person forget what happened. You Correct. can't. Correct. You can't do it. There are just certain things in life that, have, that leave an imprint. Yeah. Especially big things like that, man. It's, he, yeah. They shouldn't have said that. Why did he say that? I, I agree. I agree with Mike. And you know what? They would have had to do something to get Scotty back, right? Because Scotty was not happy with him, which I don't blame him. It was kind of his fault. But at the same time, I don't blame no, him. You don't blame him. Um, that was, that they was should bad. have renegotiated his contract. Obviously, yeah. he was the second player in the NBA. At least and you do it with, when there were, was a year or two years left. You, you renegotiated yeah. then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... It's so crazy how much of a different time that was mm-hmm. where that it just all um, it, it, it doesn't seem rational it, to be frank with you. It, it doesn't seem rational in any way. Um, yeah, I understand all the reasoning and why it came together and or the opposite of coming together. Um, but you just won six out of eight and you have the greatest player ever, ever. Like that trumps everything. Ever. Every that trumps everything. Like they they'll come back on one year deals, just like he said at the end. They'll come back one year deals. One they'll year fucking deals. That's do what it. he did when he came yeah, back. That's, that's all what he LeBron was doing. did for years, right? Yeah. That's not a new thing. You're, you're the best thing. guy in the league. Just sign one year deals so you can control shit. I think I think Michael was the I think Michael started that. LeBron got lambasted for that. It's, that's ridiculous. Still does. That's ridiculous. Still does because he held his that. team hostage. That's. It's interesting to me how, over time, you know, how differing perspectives start to look at things in, in all these different ways. And it's kind of like, okay, you could say that, but no, that's not the deal. Yeah, yeah. To me, that, that, that reeks of, dare I say, dare I say, a very liberal mindset, which, okay, it has its place. But look, this is a free market, right? That's the whole point. I'm signing a one-year contract. I didn't say I'm playing with no contract and we'll see what happens. I signed a one-year contract. And at the end of that contract, we will see what happens and I will or I won't you know sign what? another contract. I did sign a one-year contract this year with my company. I could leave tomorrow if I wanted. This reminds me of something else that we need to talk about, be it today or another day. But I'm not going to bring it up now because we'll go down the rabbit hole. But I'll write it down. 
see, well, see if it pops up later. I like it. Let's uh, let, let's jump just to big sports. We got a lot to cover. I could talk fucking Jordan all I day. Could talk about I wanted that all day. to. I, I wanna. I want to just throw this out there for our listeners to think about because I loved your your response to it, and we could talk about it next time. We could mm-hmm. do a little Jordan LeBron debate. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- how did that quote go? Um, it was Brian Koppelman. Uh, he's a writer. Uh, he said, "Jordan is the best basketball player ever. LeBron James is the best at playing basketball ever." Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Chew on it. We'll talk about that next time. Ryan and I, Ryan and I agreed quite strongly with that uh, sentiment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the way uh, he put it is, I think, confusing for some people's minds. But I know what he's trying to say, and I completely agree. It it, it does tell with the theory I have about life and success, which actually, in a way, supported by Gladwell's book. Again, there's outliers. I didn't even think of it until just now. But I had this point of view beforehand, and I'll just say this and we'll move on. The yeah. point of view is this. Sometimes in life, a person really wants to do something, and they bust their ass to do it. Other times in life, a person has a knack for something, and they happen to fall into it, and they're talented, and they're like a savant, and they just do it, and they like to do it, but they actually just had a knack for it. Sometimes, though, a person is both born and has a burning desire for that thing. And that's when you get greatness in anything. Well said, sir. Well said. Um, so, just as states are opening up, sports are pushing forward. Yeah. All we're talking about, top down, and we're gonna we're gonna peel back that onion as we go through this podcast today. Um, but things are opening up, whether it's right or not. MLB, that's happening. They're putting together a plan. That sounds pretty certain. Empty stadiums. Uh, the latest is uh, the NHL is going to do a, I believe, a 16-team playoff. Uh, they usually do a 12-team playoff. Instead of doing the rest of the regular season, they're just bringing more teams in, doing a longer playoff. Um, NBA right now, it's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, it does sound like there's going to be playoffs and there's going to be a season and it, it makes it makes most sense in NBA because uh, the players' salaries are di- directly connected. The players get fifty-one percent of the league's revenue, split between them. So, what's it going to be a summer league? So that's what makes them different than than the other leagues. But uh, they're they're looking at a few different plans. Um, I'm trying to remember right now specifically. Uh, I'll think of the specific plan, um, but it's definitely going to be empty gyms. Um, I don't know if it's even going to be stadiums. It's going to be a lot of the. I think it's going to be a lot of the practice gyms. Uh, the one for thing, basketball, you so, mean? Yeah. So the now I'm now I'm now I'm getting it. Uh, it was a bit of a unique idea, and I'm trying to wrap my head around it again. Uh, it was uh, creating like four hubs to bring the teams in, and they're going to be uh, staying in those areas. And basically a lockdown. Think like Disneyland or Disney World. Um, and how it's going to work is at some point we're just going to have to get comfortable with people testing positive. And when someone tests positive on a specific team, that entire team and pod gets removed for 14 days. 
and then reinstated. Or that player, as long as they can show that they did not infect the rest of the team, that player and that family and anyone directly infected gets removed for 14 days. And they are just, they have said, uh, I'm not going to get the quote exactly, but we are going to have to become comfortable with positive tests. Which kind of sounds a little fucking crazy. Well, but it's so real God, shit. I don't know how we talk about this without without going into the. Oh, whatever. our listeners so, know what know what they're in for, man. So here's the thing. <laughs> it, it it the last time we had our cast, we talked about open it up, let it ride, right? Yeah. I've I've not seen anything to dissuade me from that point of view yet. I was being a bit facetious, but at the same time, I was being serious. Because I, I, I don't see, because of how shitty our leadership is and that we don't have a plan, yeah. right? And we still haven't executed a unified plan. So whatever, no plan. whatever is going to bring this to an end is likely 12 to 18 months after that plan gets executed, right? Maybe less. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But right now, right now, really nothing's changed. What Some about that little de- packet, uh, that little PowerPoint that Kushner put together? Whatever. Certain states, <laughs> California, New York, have the ability to test in multiple different ways right now, which is why they're trying to open up slowly. I agree. Which makes some sense, yeah. Which makes some sense. And, and I, I agree we can't stay closed, and this is... Agreed. I'll come back to this when totally. I talk about the weakness of our country being exposed. Um, but I will say that not only do we have to get used with people testing positive because probably a lot of people have it anyway and that's definitely uh, true right there, there is an element to that that is true but I also said that I think that we have to get used to deaths too right so my question is the, these things I've already squared in my mind Right, like we're gonna have to get used to people getting infected. And by the way, an infection is not a death sentence anyway. So yeah, there is that. Um, the thing that people are gonna have to get used to are the deaths. If this is a five to six percent killer, as it appears to be right now, right or lower. Yeah, and and the one thing I just want to make a point to say is the rates of death for people our age is very low. Yeah. Yeah. 65 above, it starts to get up there. If you're 90, you're fucked. Yeah. So I think that that is a thing that people are going to, both of those things, both infections and death. Uh, my question is just how much? I mean, the fact that we're at 90,000 right now and it, it feels like we're not really batting an eye and no one cares. It's just kind of, I'm already floored by it. So then is, and I'm going somewhere with this. So then are we just essentially, for the most part, throwing in the towel against COVID? This is kind of a two-part thing. One, that's, right? I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah. Right. I no, think it's like, we you can't know what? do anything. There's nothing we can do. The media is just bashing, you know, our leadership and there's nothing so, we can do. So we're just throwing up our arms. nothing we can do. Right. Because not everybody even wants to wear a mask. Right. Yeah, even if we come out with a vaccine, not everybody wants to take it. And even if everybody was going to take it, we don't have a way to really distribute it, right? So really, what people are saying is, oh, well. So 
my question then is, how far does Owell go? I'm worried how far it goes. How far? I think it's been Owell to the Trump presidency in a lot of ways. Like, yes. oh, he did that thing, and it's probably Orwell. bad. But oh well, we're, I mean, I'm fine. Look, I'm Everything looking around your apartment, dude. I'm I'm fine. Everything is Owell, right? How far does it go? I know a lot of people that don't. Oh, you're overreacting. All these things. I'm like, uh, I mean, I'm sitting here saying to open it up, and at the same time. The death rate, if you take New York out of the equation in the Northeast, is actually going up. It's, yeah, it's level it or going, going up, yeah. right? And if Trump wins again, then we can reasonably expect that trend for the next four years at minimum because he's not going to leave after that, but we can talk about that later, right? So then how, how far does it go? What's going to happen here? You know, the far the farther and longer it goes, you know, for New York City to lose twenty five thousand people is significant. I grew up in a town of twenty five thousand people, so that's the whole town of Maplewood gone. I mean, the thing about it so, though is, is the people that are dying are sixty five and over, yeah. and in a lot of ways, just like a younger population, they're voiceless. Here's the other thing too. So I think it can go a quite it can go quite far. It can and go it's very, very far. Scary. I am now. Here's the other thing that I'm going to be interested to see, which we won't be able to see for a very long time. But I'm going to be interested to see with the people who are saying this stuff, who are my age, who are your age, who who are my age and younger, basically, right? I feel like a lot of it is coming from within ten years of my age for some reason. Though a lot of this chatter that I'm hearing is coming from between like. 32 year olds to like maybe like you know 55 year olds something like that i'm kind of surprised it's coming from people older than that because you're in that group buddy it doesn't mean not you it means you no, too 50 has like if you're there, in your 50s people, and you're obese you're kind of it's kind of weird like people don't it, it, i guess it's not weird because that's how people are it's just funny to me that like, when I say that we should open it up, I'm saying that in my mind, like, mm, there's certain things I've come to grips with in my mind. I don't want to talk about those things, but there's certain things I've come to grips with in my mind. I, I don't know that other people have. I feel like people are opening it up thinking that it's not a th- really a thing. Yes, that's part that's of the That's what I think is you, happening. You I'm, saying, I'm saying open it up knowing... It's not just a thing. It is real. 90,000 people have died in a matter of a couple of months. Couple All right. We months. have an entire, we have a, how many more months in the year? Seven months left in the year. Um, there's a lot of time left. There's, this is going to hit that 200,000 number, Probably. right? Which was the upper mark of mm-hmm. one of the things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're going to hit 200K and this that's year. this year. So if, let's just play this out. Let's say Trump wins, Right then likely this trajectory will continue and we'll go from 90,000 to 100,000 to 200,000 rather quickly. But by year three of term two of Trump, where would we be? I mean, at at some point it's going to, the curve is going to flatten just naturally because there won't be any more 90 year olds to die and there won't be any more 80 year olds to die. So how many people are going to die at that point, right? To get to that point. Because that really is the question, right? Her, her, um, 
herd immunity begins at like 65 70%. Apparently we're at like 5 Six seven percent. Yeah. So I guess and, the question and, really and there's is: There's a lot of worry about herd immunity even being uh, valid in this case because right. it because it mutates so quickly. Because it mutates. But let's just let's keep it simple, right? Like you can't for get the, herd immunity. The, let's keep it simple for the folks out there that say, "Well, people are gonna die anyway," right? Yeah, exactly. Let's keep right? it simple for them. That same people are gonna die in car accidents. Let's keep it for them that don't understand extrapolation and number of spikes and all that stuff. So, sixty-five to seventy percent we need for herd immunity. So really the question is how many people die on the way there? Yeah, so 60s, that's 200 million people need to get it to have herd immunity. Uh, what percentage that 200 million? Uh, 5%? Yeah, so that's that's 10 million people. Um, and it's going to be 10 million people, vast, vast majority, 65 and above. So far as we know. But yeah. it seems that way right now. Yeah. Um, and don't get us wrong, it does kill younger people. And most often, actually, with younger people... It's three weeks that you're down and you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I've, I mean, unfortunately, uh, I'm connected with a couple uh, folks I graduated with, mm. and they're doctors, and they came down with it because they're just in hospitals, mm -hmm. and they're fucked for three weeks. Like it's bananas. So, what I'm very curious to see is, whatever, twenty billion. 20, yeah, so, 30 so, years from now, yeah. when the people my age are now that age, right? Are they going to be like, oh, well, when the next pandemic comes, oh, I guess we might as well just sacrifice ourselves because that's what the age said about. You know what I mean? Like, that, I just, that bothers me that people don't exercise that kind of foresight in the world, that they just say things so readily. But I'm glad the callousness of certain points of view is being exposed. Yeah. Because okay. now you have a choice to make. Go ahead. Yeah. Bring it back to NBA. Yeah. So, my point in all of this is, and this goes for the NFL too, because I've been thinking about this. I even said this on the call with uh, a work call the other day. What's, what's too much? Like, if there's an outbreak, like, I don't, the whole thing about these plans is this. They're all predicated upon isolating a person or a group of people. But once that happens, like if one per like if there's an outbreak, you're in the NBA's example, they have to remove a pod, right? Well, what if one person in the other pod catches it? You're gonna remove two pods now? Okay, so you're gonna do you see them because that seems to be how very contagious it is. Yeah, no, that's yeah. But if everyone is wearing masks and already quarantining themselves and keeping six feet, I think the idea is if one gets it. They can contain the spread. That's, that's, <laughs> I guess that's, that's where, where, like, my, where my says, faith fails. Do you think the fucking 98 bulls would have stayed in the fucking pod and chilled? Hell no. 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 Are you kidding me? Nobody's staying in any pods. No. None of this but, is going to work. This is my anyways. point. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank None you. of this is going to work is Not my point. It. Like None yeah, it's gonna work. It's like no one even there. There are there are there are sailors on aircraft carriers and on submarines for God's sakes, and they're having outbreaks. And this I and so yeah. listen. I want to see football. I want to see sports as bad as anybody. Oh, believe so me, so bad. Believe me. But what I don't want to see is us having to go back and forth all the time. And what's that gonna look like? And and if. Okay, so we don't go back. So then, 
wow how far does this go you know i could almost see this more becoming you know i'm going to try to paint a, a just a slightly like a one percent post-apocalyptic picture yeah that we're all wearing face masks mm -hmm. we're wearing gloves we are very paranoid of each other, right? We kind of continue not seeing each Which other. Which that world feels not, ridiculous to me, by the way. This is not something we're advocating for. No, no, at not at all. No. I, this is hor This is worst case scenario, mm -hmm. absolutely. But like five years from now, that's still the case. And, uh, oh, you know. That's crazy. Five years, you think? Uh, I'm saying max two. Yeah. This, well, this okay, is well, but that's, so short term, wait. all of us. I, also depends on if Trump gets reelected. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. if there's going to continue to be flare-ups and it's a known thing, so that's one part. We're all going to be just living in this and dealing with it. But at the same time, it is not going to be reported the deaths. At oh, some that's point, thing. Yeah. the news and newspapers and media. They're not going to get ad dollars when they talk about people dying from coronavirus. So they will not be reporting it. So maybe the deaths are going to continue, but it's not going to be the same. And then when all of these different structures start to break down, you lose testing, you lose care, you, you, you know, all of a sudden your insurance doesn't cover it anymore. Shit like this. And that's kind of the 1% post-apocalyptic picture I'm trying to paint. It's just that it gets so sort of swept under the rug that it's not actually a thing. And right. we're not actually doing anything proactive yeah. about it. Yeah. And it's just treated as the flu. Totally agree. But it's not quite the flu. It's not quite the flu. But the thing is with the flu, even when the flu gets fucking bad in the U.S. Or you it gets die. really bad in a certain area, no one wears face masks here, though. No. So if you go to any Asian countries, even European countries, if there's a known outbreak of the flu, like, oh, shit, everyone's literally getting sick right now. They don't go into the office. They wear a face mask in public and in public transportation. We don't do that. No. So, so that's like painting a picture of us actually doing that. It sucks, but that may be our lives. You may be wearing a face mask to the grocery store for a year or two, if not more. But it's permanent changes. It's, it's going in places, and there's going to be an area in the corner of the grocery store that's a room spe specially made for disinfecting items. Uh, there's going to be giant stations for disin disinfecting items at events and at different places you go. From now on, if we don't have a better solution for this, we are going to have to make these shitty shortcuts and deal with it on our low level as just a community. And that, that's my sort of worst case scenario. It's that, yeah, we didn't get uh, widespread testing. Yeah, the vaccine is just, it's, it, it, it didn't happen in those first 12 months, and now we stopped uh, throwing money at now it. Now we don't know what's going on. Yeah, you know, or, you know it's, it's all these just sort of just small trickle-down things adding up, and then all of a sudden the world is just slightly different. Mm -hmm. And then in 50 years we look back and we're like, yeah, like a couple million people died apparently, and we just kind of didn't know it. And... Yeah, it was a different time before that. It's interesting I, because I watch a lot of nerdy historical documentaries. Um, I uh, I've watched so many, and I say to myself, "How in the world could people have been so dumb? How could that have been?" You know. Yep. I don't know. But what I do know is. Someone is going to watch a documentary about the things that are happening now, years from now. And they're going to say, how could people have been so stupid? Yep.
Yep. I think about, uh, oh God, there's just so many things. Well, I, I want to play this out. Okay. Um, so, play it out in 40 years. Okay. And let's say today you are a Republican and a conservative and you think this is all kind of a myth. How do you think you're going to be talking to a, a young kid 40 years from now? You're going to look back and say, oh yeah, that was that one time where they all chose to shut down society and I went out of business. And you know what? Ever since then, things have been fucked. Yeah. You know, and they aren't even going to talk about deaths. They're going to talk about the one side that shut down all the businesses. The economy got fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, too. Um, <laughs> Dude, as corrupt as Barr is, he hit it the nail on the head. The winners write history. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. He fucking nailed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was scary to hear from the AG. He laughed after he said it. Yeah. He chuckled. Our head, head of law enforcement for the entire United States, nearly limitless powers, said, you know what? History doesn't matter. The winners rewrite it. I think, um, I also think years from now, like, you know, all the information always comes out. I'm also curious. I'm not in a rush to get there, but I'm going to be curious to see how, um, for example, I have a good friend. And uh, from time to time, I uh, from time to time I speak to his wife. I recently learned that she is in the camp of people that think that Bill Gates is Cobra Commander. And so, no good deed goes unpunished. I'm it's so funny you said that. I was going to post something like that the other day about I him, but I was I was going to post that exact thing the other day and I it was something to the effect of poor Bill Gates all he was trying to do is help the world and now he's getting vilified all for it all he did was commit 99% of his wealth he should have took those billions and, and bought himself a nice spot on the moon and been out or a nice island with a bubble over it and like all kinds of tech going on the side and just been that weirdo out on the bubble that invented Microsoft he would have right. been better off right which is also interesting because at the same time that people are vilifying him and saying that he's Cobra Commander, people are wiling out at the idea that Bezos might become the world's first trillionaire. Yeah. People are so so here we have one guy taking philanthropic moves with with his money and part of a group that's going to donate their money, not leave it to their No, he's committed all his He's money. committed all his money, right? Here's a guy trying to do the right thing. He's basically single-handedly curing malaria. Right. Yet, we have people yelling, lock up Bill Gates. We have people who I consider to be friends who are normal-thinking people that think Bill Gates is up to no good. And at the same time, the next guy that's like what Bill Gates was 15, 20 years ago in terms of his money, Bezos, who really isn't doing jack shit on the philanthropic scale. No. Yet, he's also being vilified for potentially being the world's first trillionaire, which I get. I understand why that, it, that just, irks people. Back to how dumb we are, it's annoying people didn't flip shit when he was sitting at $700 billion for the last you know, year right. or whatever. Like, exactly. Uh, you know, $700 billion is well, also there, well, too much. Well, there are people that are upset about A lot of people oh, are making yeah. money, in fact. Which is another weird thing, because like, while I get how those guys operate 
affects society like them not paying taxes affects all of us we're all picking up the slack and all those things when they should be paying their share i get all that i also get though at the same time there's this also idea out there which is why the republicans are able to get why billionaires there's this idea that like gets misinterpreted that like oh he has too much money like that notion in isolation is wrong too Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We're angry so, at the system that allowed them to get that much money. That once you have enough money, once you're up at a certain threshold, say it, call it a millionaire, call it a five millionaire, you don't pay taxes anymore. That's you don't not right. d- take part in certain parts of society. And that's one part of what's so broken about it. So, yeah, we just want to change the systems. You shouldn't be able to become a trillionaire. Shit's broken. When you're becoming a trillionaire and there's people getting put on the streets. Um, it's a very interesting world we live in. I saw, I saw someone, I'm sure it was a conservative. I saw someone take a jab at Obama. And I've never understood this at all, actually. Why politicians post-career are being vilified for being paid speaking fees. They got to earn money, too. I mean... I so much agree with that. Every p- previous president, like Hillary got vilified. And I don't that was get a that. Huge thing. What, what do you want them to do? Yeah, of course they're going to make shitloads of money to go talk to other rich people. If, and the tell pres- them, if a former yeah. president writes a book, people are probably going to buy that book because they're curious about what that person was to say, and they're going to get paid for that. Hello, that it's is... It's a fucking playbook that everyone does. It's, 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 capital, it's, 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 it's capitalism, it's, yes. And it's pretty honest. You and want me to go talk to these yeah. people? Okay. Obama needs to say whatever the fuck he wants right now. It's pretty... Un- I don't understand this. I, I, I don't understand this. And I, and what it leads me to believe is that this is... Oh, I don't understand these extremes, actually. I am a very great person that understands multiple perspectives and points of view. But I've realized that most of the world understands everything or nothing. I don't know if you saw this. I, I posted this thing. Oh, this is another one. I don't even know if I want to say it out loud because somebody might steal it. But anyway, I'll think of more brilliant things to say and put on T-shirts. I posted this the other day. Uh, it was a picture of a coffin in, in the crossbones. Did you see that? And it said, RIP to context, nuance, and facts. My God. Yeah. We can just sit and watch someone who recorded themselves on video, show a couple pieces of paper, say some smart things, and just go off for 15, 20 minutes, and all of a sudden we believe everything, and this is all a conspiracy, and all these doctors, and like, you can search out views from doctors and and educated people, like they are on Twitter, they do have Twitter handles, like they do have Facebook profiles. Um, I, I know it's hard to find, and, and, and maybe, I don't know, I just, Googling is such a simple thing. I know you wanted to mention this, and and all of us need to be beaten over the head with this. Me as well. Fucking Google it. Every time you're unsure of something, or how about this? Every time you're sure of something. Especially when you're sure Google of something. It. Google it. You know? So I think a couple perfect examples right now. Don't just right Google now. it, though. I feel like we should give a lesson in Googling. Because I feel like I feel like that's I feel like that's yeah. the danger. Let's, let's use an, let's use a couple examples here. Okay. So uh, so we we can point out three. Sure. So there's the one we discussed the the most recent. Uh, do you know her name or anything? Julie Mikovits. Yeah. So so we have her. We have the two doctors in Bakersfield. Correct. And then we have a uh, uh, a chiropractor. I don't know if he's actually 
qualified to be a chiropractor uh, from St. Louis, I believe is where he was from. Okay. So all three of these folks um, have essentially posted these videos online that maybe our listeners have watched mm -hmm. uh, where they basically debunk all that's going on. And they, they, they bring out all these facts, they show these papers and it's extremely convincing, right? Like, right. yes, look at all the hospitals, they're empty. Look at all the uh, available machines, they're all empty. Um, just going through this litany of information. Let's look at the death rates compared to the testing rates, compared to the actual population, compared to this, to this, to this, to this, to this, this, right? It all makes sense. And we listen to that and go, holy shit, maybe this thing is a hoax. Like, fuck the government. This is all bullshit. But so what I did when my dad sent me the first video, I was like, I'm curious who this guy is. Before I believe everything he's spewing, I wonder who he is or now what listen, he does. Can we, can I, now, I want to take a second. I want you to continue Please. the story, but I want to take moments to dissect what you're saying because Please. we are clearly on the same page. So you just said your dad offered you information, right? Now, before you engaged in the information, you went to check out who the person was, right? Because yeah. why? That is per that is germane to the information that you were about to take in. Yes, it was an unmarked video just with some random dude at a desk just talking into a camera. You know, it'd be different if it was a CNN Chiron on the bottom or, you know, MSNBC Chiron and someone being interviewed or, you know, from some sort of official source. I'm glad you brought up the Chirons, by the way. Keep going. Um, but, you know, just some sort of, and it's tough to think about finding these things and noticing mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I saw none of those things and I looked at the video and it, it showed, you know, Dr. So-and-so. So I Googled Dr. So-and-so and he runs a little chiropractor shop uh, like outside of St. Louis uh, that specializes in like local high school athletes go there when they're having muscle problems and stuff and, and they take care of them, which is super awesome. He's running a small business, like super good dude, mm -hmm. uh, nice guy and everything. but. Are you, do you want to take his word over Dr. Fauci, who has uh, run the, inter, the national disease fucking everything for 15 years? Or, or not to mention the hundreds and thousands of doctors around the globe, right? There's, there's so much going against this one single guy. I'm, I'm getting off track. So I'm with you. All right. Maybe we can have a debate on whether or not this guy is valid as a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. uh, but he, I looked him up on LinkedIn, like he had, you know, 60 LinkedIn connections, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's just a regular fucking dude. Right. And that's great. Regular ass chiropractor. But it was very convincing. So, so then I watched it and I said, oh, well, I understand that. And then you kind of Google a couple of things that, that he says, you're like, oh, that's actually really interesting. Really? I'm curious about that. And the funny thing is, so you type in those keywords, right? Uh -huh. So he's like. Uh, let's just make something up, you know, uh, only 0.003% of people 40 plus die. I, I know, or 40 under die. I'm just making shit up, right? Yep. yep. I Google those words and you'll see exactly what article he got it from or what news source he got it from or better yet, right. what random person on Twitter he grabbed that from, right? So I know this is sounding like a lot of work, but... It's really not. When you do it that, very fast. often what comes up is it's like Alex Jones. And uh, Alex Jones, uh, he, uh, he's full of shit. 
<laughs> there's no other way to put that. There's, uh, there's no... I don't want to go into Alex Jones because it's not no, worth our fucking worth time. Our time. But Infowars, um, a lot of these conservative outlets really are just kind of living in a fantasy world. Uh, so there's that. Uh, then there were these two doctors out of uh, Bakersfield uh, that had this nice, long, like 15, 20-minute video where uh, they cited some of the stuff I mentioned earlier about hospitals being empty, uh, the machines being empty. And, like, you hear that shit, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, why the fuck? Right. Our hospitals are going out of business, and they're not able to care for people, and they're empty. But then you, you get another point of view, or you had... I had it previously, thankfully. It was uh, that, oh, the hospitals have to keep them empty, and they have to keep these uh, ICUs as low use as possible because they literally only have a few machines per hospital. Mm -hmm. And the way that a pandemic works is breakouts happen, and all of a sudden you get an overloading of the hospital. So it's like, if the hospital is empty, you're doing everything right. Right. And it seems like it's not a big deal. And we, we talked about this two months ago, right? Yeah. If we move forward and the hospitals are all empty, it's going to look like this was all bullshit and yep. made up. Yep, exactly right. But that's also going to mean we did things right. Yep. Um, and along these same lines, there are also, and this is, there's a book that I have called, um, damn, I have to go find it. Clinton Watts is a former counterintelligence officer of the FBI, and he's written a book about social media, social hacking, all these things. And this is the kicker to me. Two points to make here. You hear people say, well, how did Russia hack the election? They didn't change my vote. They didn't make me vote a certain way. To which I challenged you and say, okay, but you just shared with me a video that is nothing but pure unadulterated madness. And I, I'm supposed to just blindly trust your perspective I, or that particular, but yes, I have to respect your perspective. Okay. But I don't have to respect what you're about to show me. If I know for a fact, it's bullshit. I don't. You might not like how I respond to that. I've run into that somewhat here and there. That's on me to, I guess, adjust my delivery. But my friend says, and I agree, and this is actually the very reason why, you can't negotiate with a terrorist. So if I say, you say, look at this from Alex Jones. Now, forget Alex Jones. Let's not talk about Alex Jones. Um... Let's talk about the this video. The Federalist. It doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really matter where the thing is from, in fact. It matters and it doesn't matter. What matters is where it's from. What doesn't matter is where particular what thing is from. Whether it's Fox, whether it's MSNBC, whether it's NPR, whatever it is that you're looking at, right? It is important that you know where that thing is coming from so you can understand the context of what they're talking Boom. about and how they're looking about it Boom. looking at it right now if you're doing that inherently you are going to bump into things that you can quickly dismiss as being bullshit yes and that if if they have a track record of putting bullshit out there yeah then you can't say you know 
the past 10 years of things that this person has said have been bullshit, but you know, I think he's telling the truth now. Yeah. Right? You can't say a school shooting is a false flag. You can't say your platform can't be built on school shootings or false flags. Um, The Holocaust didn't happen. And the moon landing was shot on on a lot in Burbank. And, And I know for a fact that there's proof that the earth is flat. You can't say all of those things and then down the road be like, you know, I know why. I know why, um, you know, I know why that earthquake happened in California. No one was told about it ahead of time. The early warning system wasn't used. Don't you people understand? And people start going, oh, that sounds... Yeah, why? Yeah, why I, mean, I don't have why, any other. Why I don't didn't have the early context. warning system go? That makes off? sense. Yeah. yeah, what the hell, man? Like this is twenty twenty. You got to force yourself. This is twenty twenty. Of course, we have that kind of thing. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, because it's not actually. But it's, it's the kind, kind of, of thing that feels like it should make sense. Yes, and that's the perfect way of describing those videos. That's what I'm it saying. It made like that's service level so much sense. That's what I'm saying. And if so you and, and the minute that you say, okay, well, this thing right here makes sense, well then, because that's how it works. That's by the yes. way, this is how this yeah. is how they say drugs work, right? It's the it's think of it as mm-hmm. the gateway drug, right? You say I'm going to try this thing. This is the premise of the gateway drug, right? I'm going to try marijuana. So yeah. now that I've tried marijuana, I might as well try cocaine. This is fantastic. And now that I've tried cocaine, I, went I might as well try heroin, yesterday. right? Is this not the same premise? I went off on this yesterday, and now they brought up a story that, that I had forgotten. Uh, we were crossing the street in Long Beach, and there was a car just sitting there in the left turn lane and not moving. It was, like, back maybe 20 feet from the, from the crosswalk, and it, it was running and everything, and all of a sudden, it was, it was, like, slowly moving forward. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking in the car, and the, the guy's just not moving just in the driver's seat. I'm like, oh shit. So I quick like run around the car, open up the door, like hit the brake and put it in park. And he was just totally passed out. Um, And uh, the car smelled like weed, right? And I I don't know exactly how the conversation went yesterday, um, but that's where the gateway drug thing came from. Every single person that gets busted for another drug happens to also smoke weed because everyone smokes weed. But that doesn't make it a gateway drug. It's not the people that did weed started the other things. <laughs> everyone does weed. Right. Anyways, that was a total digression. No, it's actually not. Because so that being the case, here are people running around operating on the premise that weed is a gateway drug. That's why it's illegal. Yes. W- yes. W- why? Who's getting shot in the streets over weed? Why would it not be legal everywhere? Yeah. Because it was vilified as a gateway drug. First, it was vilified for doing wild, crazy shit that was obviously not true. If you've ever seen uh, Reefer Madness. Yeah, they did those crazy tests on... In, uh... I don't even know if they actually did tests. They were basically just like, um, weed makes white men, women have sex with black men. <laughs> they were like, oh, schedule one. Sign it, seal it, deliver it. Done. We're not having... We, it does Santa. what? It does what? Fuck that shit. That shit is illegal. Done. Watch me for madness. That's how it works, right? So, it's the same thing here. So, if it's the same thing here, if you're sharing these videos and you're looking at all this stuff, don't tell me 
that you that Russian misinformation that's on social media that you're taking in and then getting backed up by Fox propaganda machine yes doesn't play a role in your decision making process that is absolute bullshit and then your circle of friends are also sharing it and everyone's sharing it and liking it and it goes on and on and on and on and and everybody's trusting the source that it came from so it must be good no one's checking the simple two things to do is whenever you see a video on Facebook or somewhere or an article or a meme memes are the worst now because you can just type some shit on a picture share it and boom it's 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 truth um but what i was gonna say two things to do click on the actual thing to go to the website and watch it on the website and go to these websites and just click on the fucking homepage. just click on the top left corner go to the homepage and just look at the headlines like that's all i ever do i just look at the headlines and it's like Oh, Nazi propagandist does, uh, uh, says they're going to shoot up a school in Alabama. Like, uh, that's not news. <laughs> uh, what? We're going to play a game. You didn't know we were going to do this, but we're about Ooh. to do this. So I'm going to show you this picture. I want you to look at this picture for five seconds, right? And I want you to tell me, what are your impressions of the picture? So, you know... Who it may have come from, what the source may be, just from looking at it. So it's Hillary in prison putting, um, God damn it, what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein mm-hmm. in a headlock yes. with a crazy look on her face. Yes. So the crazy look on her face makes me think right wing meme immediately because uh, that's how yes. that works. Yes. And they think she killed him. It's just a meme, and it's funny, and you laugh at it, but you know what? It sticks in your head. And then a bunch of other people share it, and you see these conspiracy theories. Then Fox News says, you know what? Actually, maybe Hillary did plot to kill Epstein because of Bill Clinton or some shit. I don't know. (laughs) Do I win? Do I get a cookie? Not only do you get a cookie, but you get the gold star. I'm fist bumping. This is generally a harmless pick. Right? It's funny. But I saw it, and it bothered me. And it bothered me... It bothered me not because I love HRC. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely voted for her. Absolutely voted for her. If you didn't vote... Listen. Say what you will about her. I don't actually think... On, on resume and paper and experience, there's actually been the more qualified candidate maybe ever. That's absolutely how I feel. Right? I was more, I was way more on Bernie, but she is the most qualified ever. Correct. I didn't want the most qualified ever. But that's not this conversation. So. We got a businessman now. Yep. So. I do what, business things. So what, I, so when I look at this and I see this, I say what, it makes me nauseous because what it says to me it makes me feel like Trump is winning. And here's why. Because I know where the, the, where he got sent from is not right-wing at all. I know they're not from Trump, right? Like, I would not... Like, okay, this is funny, and they probably... It's nothing to them, right? Yeah. It's nothing at all. A, a lot of Democrats talk shit on Hillary, for the record. For sure. We make fun of her. For sure. Too. I would not... I, would, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with There's Hillary. There's a reason she lost. No, no, yeah. I don't have a problem with making fun of Hillary. 
actually my problem is with what this depicts is because the reason that this makes me feel like he's winning because if you think about who Jeffrey Epstein is and what all the information points to about his relationship with certain people yes one of them Bill Clinton but not like his relationship was with Trump and if you think about I mean, if we want to, if we, if we want to dive into wild conspiracy theories, then let's talk about one that makes some sense, huh? Ooh, here right? we go. So if we want to do that, let's talk about one that makes sense. Let's not. If I have to do four quadruple somersault backflips and a headstand into a split into a three sixty on my head to get something that makes sense, guess what? Then maybe that dog don't hunt. Maybe it's bullshit. Maybe, maybe things are just pretty simple. If you want to talk about wild conspiracies that I can buy into, I look at Epstein and I say, well, he knew a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of dirt on people. And I don't know that we ever really even spoke about this. Correct. So best believe there were a great deal of powerful, wealthy people who benefited from him dying. Let's just put that out there. You will have zero tons of people. Tons of people. You will people have zero, going, Thank God. zero, zero problem getting me to buy that somebody orchestrated his death. Yeah. None. I already believe that. Okay. What I go to is let's distill it down though. Who had the most to, to lose? Well, that's also arguable. I mean, we're talking about prominent people. We're talking about prince eric we're talking about royalty yeah people at the top losing their lives their livelihood everything to what this guy has on them right so that's tough to argue i would i personally would have to know all of the people that he's associated with and which i don't i know some not all um so maybe he was associated with even shadier characters than anyone can imagine but I would put my money on the person with the most to lose is the person with the highest position in the world, literally in the world. That person, as we all know, is Donald Trump. But then you ask, well, why would the person with the most powerful position in the world want Jeffrey Epstein dead? Because... They used to roll together, not just like his business partners, like party together. Yeah, they took like private planes together, like by themselves to the island. Like, so what do you do? You think that he was just hanging out on the deck playing PlayStation while Epstein was getting it in? If anyone thinks, if we want to talk about insanity, now if we want to talk about conspiracies, right? I have zero proof of that. No one knows. I don't know. But if you want to talk about conspiracies, that that makes more sense. But that's not enough. Okay, so let's peel back the the onion. By the way, that's Occam's razor, right? The simplest uh, answer is the truth. My man. Most often the truth. Exactly. Okay. So okay, but most to lose, arguable, sure. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. But if we're doing conspiracy theories, that's right. That's right down the middle. But then you start to ask yourself, even with all those things being equal. Who had access? Who had the ability to move the correct pieces around and make decisions about who works where and when they do things? Well, 
if you know how our system works, you know that our prison system falls under the jurisdiction of the Justice Department. And if you also know how our system works, you also know that the Justice Department is run by the Attorney General. And if you know that the system is run by the Attorney General, then you know that that Attorney General is a one William Barr. If you've also done your homework, you will also find out that one of the people with potentially something to lose on the list to a lesser degree, but reputationally for certain, is William Barr. Why? Because William Barr, his father is the one that employed Jeffrey Epstein at the school in New York without any credentials. Yes, that is true. This is fact. This You can look this up. It's been documented. So now we have two people with both the motive and ability to execute the plan to take this piece off of the board, which nobody's really going to care because he was a piece of shit anyway. And you, what? He killed himself. But you say, that's too far, Ryan. That's, that's too much. Okay. I don't know how many of you have been arrested before. I've certainly been arrested before. I've never been to prison. But anyone listening that's been arrested and or to prison knows that they take pretty considerable lengths to make sure that you don't hang yourself. You don't, you're not able to kill yourself. Especially. Especially this guy. So if you want to dive into wild conspiracies, not necessarily, I'm just saying the person who created the drawing, right? I'm not saying where it came from. I'm sure that's, that's not where this is directed. I'm talking about how the picture itself made me feel, right? In combination with where it came from, because I know that this person is not on that side of the fence, and this is funny to him, and it is funny, if it wasn't for what I'm bringing up right now, because it makes me feel like Trump is winning. Because what this picture should show is Trump with Epstein in the headlock while Barr is stabbing him with a knife. You want to see some accurate political comedy? That would be accurate. That's me. That was a little extra bonus of that. I like that. So this is part of, though, the insidious disinformation campaign. It chips away a little bit at a time, right? Now now people are out there. I... Listen, I'm not going to defend Joe Biden's creepiness with people with his hair sniffing and all this thing that people want to talk about. I, okay, it's weird. Whatever. It's weird, right? But, to, but yeah. to, to take the leap and now start labeling him a pedophile, especially in the wake of what I just discussed. But you bet your bottom dollar, if I'm getting pictures like this, you're going to start seeing little things like that chipping away at his reputation disinformation people not checking up on things people not checking where things come from people not considering the end goal of where it came from and just assuming oh it's all bad or they're all just trying to do the same thing well it sounds to me like we're just repeating 2016 that is exactly what happened in 2016 2016. and uh, i'll admit i was i was part of the erosion of hillary clinton and the negative talk because i was pro bernie and uh, I got into some conspiracy theories even against Hillary. And yeah, she's far from perfect, but we're doing the same thing again. We have someone that for one reason or the other, the Democratic Party elected, whether you say it was the constituents or not, um, we have Joe Biden in charge and he's been a career politician just like Hillary who's not sparking any sort of inspiration or emotional connection. It's just the cold, hard, right choice. And that's what worries me. I said this maybe six months ago. I was, I was in the, Bern, the Bernie camp, and if there was any camp I wasn't in, it was Biden. 
for this exact reason that he's just going to get, I, I have all the confidence and, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing in the towel or anything, but I just see a replay is what I'm getting at. I want to talk about it something. It feels exactly like 2016. It does, but I want to talk about something. And uh, this is also off, off the cuff. We didn't plan for this, but I don't know if I've mentioned this before. The... Thank you. The um, the mystique of the power of Trump. Trump currently is powerful. He is very powerful. Absolutely. Um, but he's only powerful in the structural sense. And I get the feeling that people are making a mistake and confusing that with... Um, emotionally and energetically all the talk i hear still which shocks me to this day all the talk i hear is we're not going to change those people's minds and those people don't care and those people don't this and those people don't that and those people and those people and those people and those people and as a former athlete and i'm sure you can identify with this when i hear that all i hear is disrespect all I hear is you talking about that other squad and you forgot about our squad. You forgot that there's other people on the other side of that that are like, fuck you. You have a lot of people on the other side who are emotionally invested in saying, fuck you. Who didn't see a reason to say fuck you before, but certainly do now. You can't go around making enemies with all these different factions of people for all these different reasons when the people who support you even have to add disclaimers before they support you correct what that tells me is those people are feeling the weight of the anti-sentiment towards you yet the people adding the weight of the anti-sentiment which i guess maybe is good which is why this continues to happen there's this mystique of like, well, Trump's people and he's so powerful. No, he's only as powerful as you let him be. Correct. It's that simple. Yeah, it is very, it is 100% structural. You're right. Now right. he is powerful because he has a Congress that's sold off and he has a DOJ that's... People say like, oh, this, this social media disinformation, I'm influenced by it. Maybe you wouldn't be if you knew that you were being influenced by it. I believe you. I believe, I believe genuinely you believe that. And here's the point. Learn how you're being influenced by it. And then you can say that. And then I'll feel better. But right now, I don't see evidence that people understand that. And even still, and they know this, and w which is why they're turning up the heat. And even still, the anti-sentiment that he has brought up across so many Groups, demographics, parts of the world, parts of the country, yeah. personal grievances. There's not, I don't think there's not one person that he hasn't touched at least one thing that matters to them. The difference is some is one, some is two, some is three. A few is none, but that's very few people. Most people are looking for reasons to ignore the thing and and look to him, right? Yeah. yeah. So 
the cheating is going to happen. And I've always said this, and I still believe this is the case. If you think it didn't matter in 2016, you're wrong. And if you think it won't matter this time, it remains to be seen. But the choice is yours. Yeah. The means to not be influenced by such things are there. And if the people who know how things, at, at the very least, shouldn't be going, if we can all at least agree on that, maybe we don't agree how it should be going, but we all know how it shouldn't be going, and is doing that right now. Yes. Yes. So we all have to get on board to write that. I don't, I don't know how to put it more simply than this. We vote based on information we receive. That's right. If said information came from a foreign entity with ulterior motives, perhaps that information should not be used for your vote. I will also say this. And we should do something about it. We should do something about that. that from happening. Correct. And I'll say this other thing. If you think that perhaps because your guy is not the guy that's in the fight right now, so to speak, one, I say that's a significant miscalculation because that person, he can still play a huge role, right? But two, if you think that just because he's not in it, that choosing between Biden is like choosing between Biden and Trump is also like choosing, like it's the same as then you don't understand what's at stake. It's you don't understand. You don't understand that the Supreme Court is going to swing in the next four years. We're seeing what's happening in Wisconsin with an all all conservative Supreme Court. They're did, just doing crazy. Did you hear what happened in Georgia? Uh, with the counting or no. no? With their Supreme Court, so their state secretary suspended the election. Why did he suspend the election? Because the governor told him he was going to appoint the next judge so they won a court case in the georgia supreme court recently that supersedes the first law says that every whatever amount of the year six years a new judge has to be voted in there's also a law that says that one can be appointed if an election does not happen for whatever reason what they don't specify is why the hell there would not be an election so the governor just arbitrarily is like, I'm going to appoint a guy. So he can appoint a guy for two years. And the election is supposed to be in June. Wait, it gets better. He, in theory, could appoint the very same guy who's retiring. That's why the seat's opening. There's a guy that's retiring. So he gave him advance notice so he could do this. So he could just turn around and appoint that guy. And instead of his six-year term, he could serve eight years, two through an appointment without even having to run. Man. The system is heavily gamed. Oh, so if you yeah. don't think you have skin in this game, you're wrong. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned. Um, maybe, maybe we can kind of finish on this unless there's something else you want to hit. But the idea of come November, Trump delaying or canceling or something in that ethos of action, uh, the election. An important point, number one, is federally you can't delay an election. It's something that's chosen by the states. Thank you. I think that's, you know, Thank important you. thing number fucking one. Thank you. But? Um, but I think there's a lot of buts. There's a lot of buts. So uh, 
if he loses, which is a big if. I don't know if that's going to happen. Polling is looking pretty good right now, Biden versus Trump in many places. We have to account for the cheating. We've got a long few months. There's going to be a lot of cheating. There's going to be a lot of voter disenfranchisement. Um, we have a pandemic going on during it. And the RNC is going to have their convention. And they're probably going to ban masks, which is going to be interesting. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Like, not make it optional. They're probably going to ban them. Man, it's... What we've seen over these three and a half years, I think a lot of times we've been speechless and just... It blows our hair back, some of the decisions that are made and the actions taken and everything, right? But none of that compares to something like what could happen in November. Like this is literally, I don't know what, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, gunmen going into state houses. Um, the, the scary thing is, is all this crazy shit they've done. A lot of it's, I think we forget about this, but a lot of it's, uh, their reactions, right? It's, the administration or someone within his administration makes a shitty decision that probably wasn't morally right or wasn't right for the interest of Americans. Um, people react and then they, they're defending themselves, right? You have to defend yourself. You have to react. And it's very animalistic. Well, now they're facing prison, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. If anything's going to make yeah. you do Fight whatever back. it takes it's going you're to be, in a fucking corner prison's behind you I dude say, I, I say the same thing they're going to do whatever they're it's not just losing the election on the line for them it's prison it's yeah. years of and by the way that's no guarantee that won't be the case anyway when they leave but f- with certainty yeah exactly with certainty if they lose they're looking at that big time yeah big time yeah no one's letting any what happened go this yep. stuff is not going away. And the sad part then, about that is, is that they shouldn't let it go away. And because they won't, we can look forward to hearing about this shit for quite some time. Yeah. Two things I wanted to end with. Um, um, legal Jeopardy. Two ways. Laws- lawsuits are coming. It's like Game of Thrones. Lawsuits are coming. From who to whom? So that's the question. One. Trump is hyping this hydroxychloroquine. FDA says it's bad. Now Fox News is hyping hydroxychloroquine. So, Except for the one guy on Fox News? Neil Cavuto. So if people start taking this and people start dying, does the president and the government not have liability? Or is this a ploy by him? I don't know. I just feel like that there's... I feel like if people start taking this stuff... And people start dying. Like, aren't they liable? Like, he is pushing it hard. Like, it's abnormal how he's treating this drug. It's obviously he has skin in the game, which is I don't know why people don't see this. It just amazes me. Like, oh, yeah, is this is skin. this thing not? He invested early in the hydroxychloroquine. Why else? Even the, the most hardcore Trumpers, you know yourselves that so if he's why they talking about him. something day after day after day after day, why else would he? Is we do agree on a lot of things with Trump supporters, and it's that yeah, he's a he's gonna make money. That's his thing. I just don't understand. Anyway, so is there not legal jeopardy, at least for Fox, maybe beyond? 
But if you're hyping something that the FDA says no, and you're hyping it anyway, and then someone dies, and then another person dies, and the whole bunch of people die, even without the hype, if that happened, you'd have a class action lawsuit on your hands. So with the extra hype, don't, don't the hype people now become part of the liability because they knowingly hyped something that there was a big fat no? I, I'd like to think so, but I think uh, it's, it's rare that big class action lawsuits are actually successful. Like they're really difficult to do and it's just, it, it's a sad reality, I think. I, I think, I, I agree with you absolutely. There, there's people that should be viable and there will be certain So when drugs kill people, but the class action lawsuits are not successful because they usually settle. Not because they don't, but also, they lose in court. But also, what do you do in a year when uh, all the courts are stacked? against you right like what do you do when supreme courts are stacked what, what do you do uh in two three years when these charges and and these cases would actually come to fruition if he's still president like i i just don't see how and so now also with the jeopardy right so everyone's rushing back to work right open everything up let's go these meatpacking companies are not doing what they need to do shocker don't these families who are losing tons of companies? So not don't just these families? Let's no. not even center on meatpacking plants. Sure, so you can sure, walk sure. into a store here in California. Sure. A bunch of bunch of places are doing an awesome job. Tons of people don't give a fuck. You just can't. Sure. So these places that are not giving a fuck. Let's let's talk about these big places. Or they're where, supposedly giving a fuck. Do they not also have legal jeopardy if their employees they absolutely start dying? Do right. They absolutely do. And that's why you won't see all in, companies in just these, cranking back so open. So in these states, well, they're trying to find a way to find these companies' protection. But in these states, and I'm thinking of the meatpacking states, which does include us um, specifically, we're not pushing people back to work per se, but there are states that are saying to these companies, hey, if your people don't go back to work, you know, we'll take them off the unemployment roles right so those companies so where that's where that's happening right if that's they don't happening. find it's the top down pressure top down is pressure. forcing everything to happen not saying that things done. don't need to open but this is a thing that's happening yeah. so do these people that are dying do these families do these companies not have liability how yeah, could that not be a thing absolutely do they absolutely do so I'm, I'm so happy you brought this up i'm i'm so happy so uh i wanted to write a longer thing about it and i never ended up sharing i i did write quite a bit about it so uh, three, three weeks ago now, I was in a national conference call uh, with power center operators, so big malls, uh, giant companies, and all the people operating these malls. And the meeting was surrounded by you know, opening back up and best practices and what to do and how to do marketing and how to get your tenants to be, feel safe and make sure you know, the Walmart, the people who run the Walmart are cool and everything, right? And the, the scary thing about all of this is when you step back, right? So these are people just showing up and doing their job. Their job is to do X so they get Y amount of dollars at the end of the day and so that they make their boss happy so they don't lose their job, right? You're making a set of decisions based on that specific set of principles. Little do you realize in that moment that that's being directed by a chain of command that goes up much higher than you think. It goes up to the CEO of the company and it goes above him to local governments, as you're saying, to state governments, to federal government, right? 
but it isn't your job to decide whether or not you should be opening up and you should be having these marketing discussions. You don't even question that. You just do, right? And that's what scared the shit out of me during this call, is listening to all these things being talked about and it just is what it is. There's no questioning whether or not we should be doing this because those people aren't in power to do that. But from the top down, we just activated thousands and thousands of people to make this, these decisions and make these actions, right? Like, I hate to draw a fucking Hitler comparison here, but Hitler was in charge of shit, but there were people at the very bottom of that chain of command that were f fulfilling Hitler's duties and, and the jobs and murdering people and doing these things, and you're just doing X in order to get Y at the end of the day, man. So that's what's scary about this, and, and that's what it feels like we're stuck in right now. Decisions are being made based on one set of principles and not the other. The one set of principles of, we need to open back up, we're worried about this economy. Boom, send that down the chain, right? Not, hey, health. So two months ago, we made a decision based on the other principle and maybe not the economy enough. We were too focused on health and we shut it all down, right? Maybe that wasn't the right decision either. But the thing is, is it comes from the top and it goes all the way down. That's why leadership matters. Yeah. And that's what's scary about this time. Well, because we're accepting it. We see the president not wear a mask. We see people say it's just fine. And you know what? We act in kind. You know, we what? take direction from leadership. Yeah, I just. Um... I wonder about that. Like, did we need to shut down? Right. I think it was. I... It was necessary feels, in absence of anything else, this I think, feels, as we discussed. This feels dumb to me. Yeah. Like, if this is how long this is going to take, then why did everything... I mean, I know the answer to this, because we have shitty leadership. But yeah, I'm exactly. Just it's just, yeah. it's just, I'm just saying, though. They didn't, they didn't stock up on things while they shut it down. Like, or, it, or not even that, but, like, why... Or, you know, I know the answer to why am I asking that question? The answer to my question is is because we don't have a unified solution to the pro to the problem that is coming from the top down. It's every man for himself. Exactly. Warlord. We're state on our against own, guys. State put your shit. gloves on. Put your mask on. Be careful going out. Take care of yourself. That's that's what state we're in now. So and that's leave, what it's going to be. Well, I know we got to wrap up. I'll leave you with uh, this final weirdo thoughts along these lines it's not a serious thing i'm going to lighten the mood a little bit because we brought it up before um so we talked about uh do we were we on the air when we talked about the the ufo thing or were we just talking about that before we started just i don't know all right so <laughs> i'll talk about one of the fun conspiracy things out there for all the conspiracy like nuts. Okay. So there is how real this document is or is not, I cannot tell you. I can tell you I acquired it through mildly shady means. I consider like WikiLeaks it. it's not from WikiLeaks, but I consider WikiLeaks to be mildly shady. They could have some shady things in there, but like, you know. No, it's mildly shady. It's mildly shady. Great. And this one is a this this document is about um, the UFO phenomenon. And it looks like a very official document and has diagrams and drawings and pictures and explains a lot of stuff. 
um, in a very professional, non-hyperbolic way. And um, it talks, so what the document explains amongst several things is the different known races that we're in contact with, which there appear to be about 13, according to this document. Um, It talks about who they are and what their deal is, so to speak. Um, What our deal is with them. It confirms this book I read about that they're apparently, this is what's interesting about Trump's move with the Space Force thing. It apparently kind of is already a thing. That's just not widely discussed. Right? Um, It also talks about, so inside of talking about the roles that these, or how these different beings allegedly interact with us, um, there's one particular group that I think are the ones that most people think of when they think aliens. It's probably what comes up on your phone when you type in the word alien. They're called the greys. And the greys also have some other sort of hybrid version of them that actually apparently is somehow a hybrid homo sapien. So there's another sect of them that are very closely aligned with us. There's several, most of these are very closely genetically to human beings with differences, but all made of the same star stuff. So... One of the things, so it talks about the greys and and how the greys actually work very closely with Earth. It talks about this, so people talk about Area 51, yeah, that's a thing, but there's this mountain that they talk about in, I forget where, but it's one of these mountains that's basically like an underground base and how it goes down all these different levels, and this mountain actually does exist. So they say the very lowest levels of this mountain are where apparently... Aliens and humans are working together on all kinds of wild shit you would never even think of. One of the pieces of technology that apparently that they shared, and there's two things like this, but this one I thought was interesting when I read this. It's called the looking glass. And the way that they describe this object is, is that you can look into this object and the object will show you probability outcomes of, diff- of life of things that are going to happen in the future. But it will show you the different outcomes that possibly could occur given circumstances. One of the things that I read that always kind of stuck with me as kind of like, hmm, it's not crazy. I wonder how that would come to pass. But one of the things it mentioned was at a certain point that the United States was not the United States anymore that the United States broke off into basically region, region-type states. I and, can absolutely see that. Yeah. And how it wasn't governed by, like, necessarily a federal organization like that, but more so of a, a tacit agreement, but that they were separated into region. And I was like, hmm, how would that happen? Maybe this is the harbinger. Maybe this is it. I don't, I don't know. It's conspiracy. Pure. Who knows if these documents are real or not? Uh, and who knows if what they're even saying is real? Who knows? But it's interesting. I mean, throw that in with the thing I'm loving that I'm seeing right now is people throwing up ideas like we need to restructure society. Like this is a, this is an opportunity to make real change. That's that. 
I think it, it, we, it could we come function to that. much better. It could come to that. It, it could come to <laughs> that. We're because huge, man. You. We're the size of fucking Europe. And Europe's a bunch of different countries. They've just been around longer and they figured it out. Yeah. I mean, you could even say, look, so the same friends, whatever, that I was speaking to the other day that was like, you know, um, thing about Bill Gates. Um, Bill in, Gates in, is a goddamn hero. In, inside and I hate comment. Microsoft. Yeah, right. Exactly. I said, Bill Gates, if you want to arrest Bill Gates for creating a shitty operating system, yeah. then by all means. Trash operating by system. By all means, trash go all for above. it. If that's a crime, then he is Microsoft guilty word as suck my balls. He is guilty as fuck if that's a yeah. crime, but it's not. Yeah. Um, so part of the conversation was um, somehow about travel restrictions. And I said, uh, I said, well, travel restrictions could become moot because while we don't have our shit together, other countries are relatively getting their shit together. And at some point in the foreseeable future, they will have their shit together far more than we do. Yeah. I said, at that point in time, they have every right to say Americans have to go into quarantine. Americans can't, whatever it is, right? Like they are within their rights. And I said, furthermore, Quite frankly, if you're going to put it down to this, then states could do the absolutely the same thing, right? If you're coming from Florida and Florida's like willy-nilly doesn't give a shit and you want to go to California, there's no reason that Gavin Newsom can't be like, sure, come on, except you got to go into quarantine for seven days. Exactly, exactly. Like Florida definitely should have done that with people coming down from New York. They definitely should have done that. There's nothing. Now that's Republican shit. I support that. There's there's nothing Put that them in says. Quarantine. That's what I mean. There's nothing. That's the thing that we what Trump has shown me, and I think has shown all of us if we choose to acknowledge it, is that everything that we thought was a rule is really not. It's just how I think people were doing shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, but one of the most other than just absolutely shutting everything down. The more you're able to separate people, as sad as it is, that's how you beat a virus. The more, yeah. the more free travel there is, it's just yeah. going to keep going. So that... We, uh, we got everything we need here in California. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah. It's true. I'm good. It's true. Chilling. It's true. It's true. So anyway, that's my, that's my uh, additional conspiracy oh. theory for the day. What's up? And be careful looking at what Elon says. Yeah, he's fucking great. A lot of us worship the guy. He's he's changing the world. But my God, he's he's kind of lost it. It's like I always say. You know, one of the sales things that we would say on the phone back in the day, I, I can't imagine saying this now, but when I was hardcore, like working with that guy who was a stock broker, a person would say, I have to talk to my attorney about this, or I have to talk to my accountant about this, to which we retort, that's cool. Talk to your accountant about your taxes, but your accountant doesn't do mortgages, does he? No, he doesn't. So what is exactly you're going to talk to him about regarding this transaction? I'll be happy to talk to him with you, because he's going to have questions, because he doesn't do mortgages. Boom. It's true. That's it's not a sales dog tactic. It's true. No, so. that's it's a, he's a fucking genius, but so he's a genius. He, he makes he, genius. He was saying things. a lot of the stupid shit while he was having a baby, and it's like there's a lot of information out there, and it took takes us hours and hours to kind of understand this. 
he's not taking those hours and hours. He's running fucking multiple companies, having he, kids. He was like, oh, there's going to be no cases you'll see by May. It's something yeah. crazy. Like, come on, dude, just... 90,000 dead. So many people said, dude, you're oh, so we're going to have... Instead of crying about it, figure out a way to work with the state so your people can come to work. You're that smart. You can figure it out. We've seen SpaceX. Boom. <laughs> you can figure it, figure it out. out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it Don't out. Don't let you do it. Just figure out the way that people get safe and stop fucking saying dumb shit, dude. Yeah, you're gonna fucking make a movie in space with Tom Cruise for Mission Impossible. Yeah. Like how dope? You, you're the How you, dope you, is that? You have every opportunity to totally be the man. Just stop saying this dumb shit. Just, chill. just and just if chill. anybody can figure out the way to make it work, it's you. So I'll just do that shit and stop it. Just stop. All right, bud. All well, right. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Could have talked about Jordan forever. Yeah, we could. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Stay we, safe. We certainly could have talked about Jordan forever. That's a shame. But, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe they'll create a TV show about it. There we go.